Morning, folks. Good to see a few of you up and at it. Welcome along. Morning, Aaron. How are you, mate? Give us a shout out if you're there in the chat. Say hello. Say good morning. While things are warming up, I'll uh, do the intros. Do the little quick intros. Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that, though. And if you don't, well, you've been either living under a rock uh, or maybe you're new. And if you are new, welcome. Thanks for joining. This is where we uh, get together every weekday, around about 10 past 8, and have a bit of a conversation, a bit of a chat, a coffee chat, wealth coffee chat, matter of fact, about what's going on out in the world of property investing. Lots of interesting things, always lots to talk about. You guys know the drill. Australia loves its real estate. Uh, maybe even a little bit obsessed with real estate. You never know. But uh, that's uh, what we do here, being uh property investing myself over 20 years, coaching property investors as well, well over 20 as well. So, you know, there you go. Along the way, learn one or two things and share that with you wonderful people each morning. So uh, good to see you on. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Oh, good morning, Jeff. There we go. Alex is here too. Morning to you. So Let's get into the show. I thought we would talk about the idea of flipping today. Who's heard of flipping? Give me a yes in the chat. Who's heard of the idea of flipping or buying and selling? Um, Who's heard of the idea of uh, buying a property and uh, selling it for a profit in a short period of time, making some cash flow out of buying and selling? Uh, Who's considered it? Who's thought about it? Who's done it? Um, Maybe put that in the chat if you're hanging around. Um, but uh, the idea that the in and out costs of buying and selling a property are not as uh, are not as let's say well understood as they should be. All right, the idea of buying and selling a property, making big chunks of cash from a trade, selling a property might not be something that uh, that uh, yeah, been there, done that. Alex, um, yeah, there you go. So let's go through that this morning. I've had a few questions about it about flipping, does it work? And the answer is yes, it does work. Uh, however, however, folks, we need to understand the costs, the in and the out, the up and the down, the round and the round of making this stuff work. And uh, if you want to make a profit out of buying and selling a property, certainly um, let's talk about it at, at small scale. Let's talk small scale as uh, as as property investors, not a property developer, by the way, there's three costs we need to consider. Now, put it in the chat if you, um, and yeah, and put put the detail in the chat if you think you know what they are. Um, but uh, good morning, Margaret. Good morning to you. Uh, good to see you here. So tell me in the chat, do you know what the costs might be of buying and selling a property? Now, I'm going to lump them in three different buckets or three different sections, but put it in the chat while I'm doing this, right? Um, so there is uh, what I would call in or buying costs, all right? Okay, on the way into a deal, there are costs that you need to consider. Yep, absolutely, Alex. There are what we would call... Um, holding costs, right, uh, while you have the property, how long are you holding it, what's it costing you to hold, and then there are out costs, in and out costs. Well, that's kind of often the selling costs um, away we go. So 
Let's talk about that because before we try and analyze a deal, I've got my calculator here and we'll do a little deal in a minute. You know, what are we talking about? What are the in costs? What are the out costs? Now, an agent uh, on the way in. Sometimes there's an agent on the way in, but uh, that's usually the seller's uh, the seller's cost. But let's just talk about this in general terms. There is absolutely uh, the solicitor. The solicitor might cost you anywhere from a, a thousand to two thousand bucks. Um, there's stamp duty. Um, who loves a good bit of stamp duty? Hey, no, I don't. Um, stamp duty. Uh, stamp duty uh, on the way in, and there might be let's let's call it, folks, maybe some due diligence costs. Some you know some pest inspections, some building inspections, whatever it might be. So we might do pest uh, and building, all right, depending on uh, if you're buying a second-hand property, uh, away you go. Um, so that's kind of on the way in and uh, depending, you know, what would what are the holding costs, folks? Well, it depends on how long you hold that property. Put it in the chat if you're just joining us. What would be the holding cost? It, you know, while you're holding that property, it might be a short time. It might be a longer time. But, um, you know, the uh, the holding costs, certainly, we all know, interest, interest while you're holding that property. The other couple is sort of rates, you know, um, you know, council things. So insurance and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe some maintenance, but I would be saying uh, um, maintenance might be yeah, rates and insurance most likely, but maintenance, you know, unless you're holding an older property for a longer time, it might not matter. It might not count, right? So let's have a look at that. Let's have a look at that. And so exit costs, out costs, you know, what's the number one cost there? Well, there's two, um, your agent yeah, agent, um, selling selling fees, uh, capital gains tax, uh, and maybe some solicitor fees, um, and some and number four, like what's called adjustments, right? But they're kind of like part of your holding costs as well. But let's call it adjustments. So you know, if you're thinking about buying and selling a property to try and make a profit in a short period of time. Well, we need to consider all of those things, folks. We need to consider all of those things. And if you think about it here, let's let's say we're you know buying you know a I don't know run of the mill property. Let's call it seven fifty to try and do something, or we're going to build a property. I'm going to show you in a minute, kind of a little a little analysis. You know the in cost. That's let's call that that could be thirty k quite easily. You know, depending on how how long you hold it and the cash flow. You know, let's call that another twenty k. Um, and certainly over here, depending on how much you sell it for, this capital gains tax, but certainly if you sell it, you know, I'm going to call that another 30K, maybe more, right? So very simply in the world of, you know, um, of doing a deal, buy and sell, the in costs and the out costs of a deal, and and these are, they, they do vary a small amount, um, but not significantly, even if you said 20K for all of them, and then you go 60, let's say to 100K, 60 to 90K, uh, the in and out on average of, uh, of, a, of a property if you're trying to flip it. Now, that's, that's actually pretty accurate, folks. That's pre- pretty – now, you know, when do you pay those costs? Some are up front, some are a bit later, et cetera, et cetera. But the true profit of a deal if you're trying to do one You've got to analyze it like that. You've got to take it into consideration. Um, think about those sorts of things. So, you know, um, when you purchase a property, um, 
there's a few things as well. Now, tell me in the chat. Morning, Chris, all the way from Dubbo. Tell me in the chat. Now, capital gains tax. Let's talk about tax. Let's talk about capital gains. And there might be even land tax in there. If you buy and sell a property, let's say capital gains tax, there's some rules around it, right? There's some rules around it. Who knows the capital gains tax rules or understands them? Capital gains tax. Now, there's a couple of there's a couple of benchmarks here, um, or there's a couple of timelines that give you um, give you some benefits when it comes to capital gains tax. Does anyone know what they are? Put that in the chat if you do. Now, uh, I'll tell you what I'll put, I'll put it here: zero to twelve months, and then twelve months and beyond. Now, if it's this is for investment property, okay, investment property owned in. There's a couple of owned in your name, so personal name, personal name, or a company trust structure. Okay, so those two things. Okay, we're not going to talk about super because super funds don't necessarily trade. So personal name and company name. Does anyone know what the rule is? Zero to twelve months for capital gains tax. Anyone know? Maybe put that in the chat. We'll have a little drink of coffee. What is it? So. The capital gains gets added to your income tax. That's right. That's exactly right. So um, if you make a gain, let's say you made a gain of $100,000, right, in the first 12 months, how much of that is taxable? Um, 100% of the $100,000 goes to your taxable income, taxable income, okay? Okay, so 100% of it would be added to your income and whatever tax level you're at would then you'd, you'd pay, okay? That's how, that's how it works, all right? After 12 months, that's for personal name and company trust. Now, this is for investment property. Like I said, remember, investment property. Um, after 12 months, well, it's kind of cool. You only pay tax on 50% of the gain, so you would only pay uh, – Oh, you would get a discount, what's called a discount, a capital gains tax discount of 50%, and then only 50K would be added to your taxable income. Taxable income. All good? All right, so that's how it works. Okay, so number one rule is if you buy and sell, preferably you uh, hold it for longer than 12 months, and often most projects are like that. Um, so you can get the 50% discount and pay less capital gains tax. Right. What happens if you're going to buy and sell um, in under 12 months? What would you do? Now, this is a little bit technical, but, uh, you know, um, what, what, how could you do that? Well, a, a company, buying in a company, so a PTY Limited, uh, PTY Limited, a company, um, so – that company, there's two tax rates for companies. Um, so what's the tax rate for a company, folks? Does anybody know? A trading company. Now, this is where you have a chat to your your legal eagles, all right? A trading company, company that's deemed to be sort of in business, is taxed at 25% flat, 25% flat. Now, depending on how this is owned, right, owned because a company – uh, company ownership doesn't pay capital gains tax or get a capital gains tax calculation 
it doesn't qualify for the discount, right? Okay, trusts and you, your personal name qualify for the discount. Um, uh, a, a straight company does not, right? 25%, yep, capital gains tax or uh, 25% for company tax. Now, there is another rate, which is a 30% for um, often what's called bucket companies or passive ownership companies. Now, you've got to be careful that, um, you know, when you buy a property, uh, it's not in a sort of a passive ownership company and then you uh, end up paying 30%, folks. But uh, talk to your accountants and, and bits and pieces about that, all right? Uh, own in in that way. So, you know, depends on how the company is owned, who the shareholder is. If it's a company trust structure that owns 100% of the uh, of the company, then, you know, money could flow through and out to the beneficiaries, um, you know, and you could manage the, the tax flow that way, okay? So that's a little bit complicated, a little bit interesting. Um, but when we look at the idea of, buying and selling, there's a few things to consider, right? The in and out costs of buying and selling a property. Now, can you make a profit? Um, you know, capital gains tax is the one that, that can be make or break, um, you know, often a profit. You think, oh, I made 100 grand. I sold the property. I bought it. I made a made a gain and I sold the property 100 grand. I'm in the money. Yoo-hoo, you beauty. Uh, well, you know, if we do the math, it might not be that that the case and depends on how you own it whether it's a company um trust or your personal name all right well let's have a quick look i think we've got a little bit of time maybe have a little look at a calculator and uh thinking about how we might um analyze a deal folks uh, analyze a deal and see if uh you know see if we can there we go we do that um see if we can see stuff like here's uh here's a little calculator um it depends on uh, what would I buy? What would I buy? If I was to do one of these, uh, I know really well um, uh, sub-luxury houses, uh, Dakin, um, uh, Dakin or Dakin, and I know, and and I'm I'm very familiar with uh, southeast Queensland, right, close to Brisbane, and uh, I'll show you this one here. This is an example that we're looking at right now. We've got some very nicely located, good bits of land build a really nice house on it okay um so that's this is an example of what 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 you might do you know buy some land for 650 um you know you've got to put some money in that's uh 195 on the land cost folks so you know sometimes you put the cash in on the land and then um and then you go ahead and um that stamp duty would be a fair bit more than that i would say so let's go 25k all right um I can click on there, but I don't want to do that today. I haven't got time to quickly go to there, but I'm just taking a quick guess. So you put in your costs, other bits and pieces. Um, if you're using cash, I'm using equity, and you put in some holding costs if there's if there's any. Um, and then you go, right, I'm going to take, you know, three months to get an approval. I'm going to take six months to construct it. You know, at the moment, six months for constructions, um, probably a bit bit keen, but I'm just going to chuck that in there, you know. Go and talk to your building. Um, you know, there's there's cost construction here. One of the cool things about um, I could go. I won't go. Won't do that today. You can go and click on that link, and you can go to the construction cost table per square meter uh, in um, uh, on BMT's quantity surveying, which is really good, and they give you an idea. And you go right. You know, I'm going to build a house for that. I'm going to do landscaping. I've got some other stuff. 
I got contingency. My total construction cost, um, you know, is five hundred and fourteen thousand. So buy a nice piece of land in a luxury area. This is how I would do it. Others do, you know, houses and renovations and whatever. And all I'm saying is, if you're going to do it, you need to understand the cost, the in and out costs, and the calculation, folks, and how you own it. Um, and then, all right, now my my loan, uh, my loan interest on the land is six percent. My construction loan, six percent. You know, just chuck that in there, muck around with that, and so. What I'm doing if I'm buying and selling property and I'm using my cash or slash equity, my $195,000, as an investor, we talk about getting our cash on cash return. Get all 100% of my cash back. And as, a, as, an, uh, as an amount of the money I invested, what was my return based on you know the cash that I had in the deal? Because the deal pays for itself. The deal pays... The whole deal, all of the costs, you know, uh, interest, et cetera, et cetera, are taken care of. You know, can can I make it work? Would, would it work for me? Go down here and I do a sales, uh, a sales, a sales fee, um, and maybe I put one percent in there for marketing. I need to make sure I, um, you know, make sure I get, um, make sure I have an agent doing a good job if I am going to sell it. Um, so you know, own it for twelve months construct it, make sure it's looking good, my holding costs, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And there's some drawdown calculators here. So I think I can sell it for about 1.5. My total costs all up are about 1.321, including all my holding costs. You know, let's say, for example, including my agent sales fees, I made I made a profit um, of $178,000, all right? Now, I haven't paid tax yet, by the way. So just so we know, there's 178, I need to make pay pay tax. So a small profit margin of 12%. These smaller deals I would only do at, uh, I would always make sure I'm making 10 to, to 15. 15 is a nice number. 10 to 15 on single ones can can work. Um, and then bigger developments, duplexes, blocks of four, you know, that can be, you know, you're looking at, you know, 20 to 30% folks. Um, and then bigger developments, you're looking at 35 to 40%. You know, you, you, you don't want to be, because what happens if I couldn't sell this, folks? What would I do? It's, it's a good-looking property. What would I do if I couldn't get it sold in the time frame that I needed? What What would I do? What's my kind of what's my sort of backup plan when it comes to you know the risk here? Because the risk is quite low on a little project like this, very low, uh, and I can have a crack. I've put no capital growth in here. Um, you know, I've, I've put no capital growth in there um, for like during my construction period. So, you know, if I wanted to be a little bit more dead right, Alex, keep it and rent it. Boom, you're dead right, right? So I could keep it and rent it. It would rent very nicely where I was doing that. Um, but uh, let's have a quick look at, you know, let's have a quick look at this. You know, if I said, all right, well, uh, maybe I'll put in some growth as well. And I did this one yesterday, folks. You guys might have seen it. Um, so let's say I'm building in Brisbane, the 2024 uh, 6.5%. So let's go over here and, and if I want to be a little bit more, um, I want to be a little bit more, you know, um, call it aggressive, call it whatever. Um, if I want to be a little bit more um, bullish on my future with my project, I'm going to put 5% in there. Put 5% for capital growth and look at this, you know, uh, I made a little profit uh, I'm, and then my cash, on cash return, 130% on my cash on cash return. 
Who'd like the idea of 130% cash and cash return? Folks, what about what about you? What about me? Yeah, I, I don't mind that. Um, so that's how you can do it. I still have to pay some tax. You know, 50% of that gain would be taxable. So 253000 call it, you know, 180 would go to my tax. Then I'd probably end up paying 180. I'd probably end up paying 70 grand in capital gains tax, folks. 70 grand in capital gains tax, you know. So, um, but still, better than the poke now with a sharp stick, right? Um, so that's a good little analyzer, a good little simple calculator on, you know, how you might do a project if you are looking for, you know, to make a little, little, uh, tradable cash flow and for many of us um for many smart investors when we have our portfolios up and uh you know we've got the acquisition going you know sometimes folks sometimes let's go back here sometimes uh imagine we did um you know imagine we could knock knock those knock it into shape and let's say over a you know a 15 year period let's say over a 15 year period we could do four trading deals um, to ha- help a- a- have add extra cash flow. You know, um, you can absolutely do it as an owner occupier. You've got to make sure that you follow the rules, Jason. But that's certainly one way to make that happen and make it work for sure, mate. Um, I do know we call that the owner occupier upgrade strategy. It's a good little strategy, and it can you can manage your tax properly or well with that within reason so imagine you know you did little four little four little deals you know you made a hundred and then you made 150 and then you made 200 and then you made 250 you know you could do some little upgrades over time make yourself an extra you know six seven hundred over a 15 year period that could help uh, that that could help pay your house off too anyway there you go all right folks that's it I did go over again too. I, I thought I'd be on time today, but uh, yeah, there you go. You never know. Um, always happens. Hopefully that was useful. Um, you know, can flipping and, and doing deals work? Absolutely. But you've got to know what the in and out costs um, uh, as you go. Um, bits and pieces. Dakin, uh, ask the question, what what company structures would you buy as company name? Yeah, listen, mate, um, it's a good question. It's pretty difficult to sort of, you know, answer that you know based on you know based on not knowing you or any of your situation but um yeah it, what i would ask what i would say is like are you happy for the company to company to earn the profit and keep going because you want to do more right if you want to like or do you want to extract the money out of the company and then close that company down and not do another one like those two questions are important to ask or to tell your accountant because they would they would be smart and tell you, well, if you want to keep going, well, well, keep the profits in the company, and you keep just reinvesting them and growing your trading strategy. Um, or if you're going to extract it, then I would I would hazard a guess that um, you know they would set up some sort of um, secondary structure for ownership of that company that would then flow the profits out and give you some flexibility. All right, so um, good question. Um, Hopefully, uh, hopefully that was useful and, and yeah, go ask your accountant, but tell them what you want to do. Tell them I want to do this or that, right? So that's important. All right, team, that's it from me. Thanks for joining. Great to see you as always. Uh, let's do it again tomorrow. 
You guys know the drill. We hang out at about 10 past eight. So um, if you're around, then uh, let's have a let's book it in. Have a date. All right, folks. Adios. Take care. Bye for now.